Hello, guys. Welcome to episode eight of the Aspiring Polymath. This week, our guest is Sid- Sydney Aguda. Um, he's my cousin. Um, he's uh, okay. I'll let I'll let you introduce yourself. I don't know why I always do that. For I always forget to let the person go. Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, my name is Sydney Aguda. Um, 20, 21 years of age. Uh, from Texas. Uh, Kennedy's my cousin. Our parents from Nigeria. And uh, I'm still I'm still in school. I'm a senior at University of Arkansas at Little Rock, and I play basketball there as well. Okay, what do, what are you majoring in? Majoring in health education with a minor in health exercise science. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so what's what's that like? What um, professions are in your future if you go down that path? I guess uh, I'm trying to do trying to be an athletic trainer or a coach either or but most importantly aiming towards athletic trainer okay specifically in uh basketball or yeah you basketball probably uh college or pros okay so you are uh you are on a uh, scholarship over there right yeah so uh just uh give us a brief background of how you got into basketball in high school or was it, was it, I think it was middle school, right? Was it? Yeah. Middle school. Yeah. So how did that start? Um, started in middle school. My parents don't play any sports, so they're not the type to, <laughs> any, uh, type to relate to sports. They're more the education type side. So I started playing basketball in middle school fell in love with the game. So I continued to play it throughout high school. I went to a small school, some international preparatory, but I made my name over there. So I was able to get MVP, uh, first team all district. And I just kept going with it. Um, my coach was able to talk to the coach uh, here at University of Arkansas, Little Rock. Uh, by that time, we had a coach named Coach Flanagan. But after my freshman year, in um college he uh he resigned and then we had a new coach named coach daryl walker so ever since then it just it's just been a blessing oh so he's the one who talked to the uh the coach at little rock yeah okay i was trying to imagine your mom playing sports just (laughs) (laughs) yeah my my mom will watch she would watch sports and so my dad would but um they're not the type to play it. It's the same. I guess it's the same way with Justin too. He just he just does it for fun, but he won't actually play it. He plays football now, doesn't he? Or, or what? Nah, he just he just he does just recreational sports. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. So you um you uh, did really well in high school. Your coach gave you a recommendation and um, you got into Little Rock with the scholarship. So how, what was it like at first when you got there? Um, it was, it's different. I mean, um, the school is not, it's, it's in the city, but it's not really in the city because it's kind of, how would I say, suburban kind of in a way. It's just like a few restaurants, few uh grocery stores, few gas stations. So it's not really a lot compared to where I stay from. And the culture is different. And it's just, um, when I came here, it wasn't really a lot of people 
that's from Little Rock that plays on our team. We have people from yeah. Texas, people from Alabama, Florida, New York, just all over. And then we had people from uh, overseas, like from Europe and just other different countries. So it was kind of different, but it was a it was a good setting for me because I wanted to go somewhere new outside of yeah. uh, Texas. <laughs> I was able to uh, find somewhere to stay at. Yeah, I know your mom wanted you to go to UTA. So <laughs> yeah, she she was begging me to stay at UTA and go there, but I told my mom, I said, no, I don't want to go there. When I when I went to Little Rock, she she kind of didn't like Little Rock, but uh, she gotten used to it. She just she just feels like it's not a I want to say safe place, but in a way, you just have to know your crowd and yeah. act accordingly. Okay, makes sense. UTA is in. It's probably not as successful as a basketball school, right? Am I right? Uh, they're they're all right. I mean, I remember last year. Uh, we beat them at home, but they beat us at their at their house. And then the year before that, I think it was the same way. So they're they're pretty all right. But um, last year they didn't uh. They didn't. Uh, they didn't make the tournament that far. I think they. Uh, I think they was at the bottom. And last year we was predicted to be at the bottom, but we came in first place. So. Oh, okay. Nice. Because I remember when I when I first got into UTA and like back in uh, 2011. Unless I missed it, I don't think they had a basketball team. I don't think they had a team yet at the time. I think it was in uh, 2013 when they built the uh, College Park Center that they they started the team. I remember back then when I got there, like the thing people would gather to watch at Texas Hall or something was like volleyball, women's volleyball or something. Yeah. So they, their basketball team is um, fairly new, I guess, compared to some other schools. But so yeah, they nice they, they are uh, kind of somewhat new in a way. Uh, they had they had some good players too. I remember uh two years ago they had um one of the Neil twins, uh Eric Neal, used to play at UTA and now he plays uh he plays overseas. And then they had a a couple of other good weapons like uh Jordan Phillips who was there. He transferred from Arkansas, Fayetteville, the Razorbacks to play at UTA. So that was actually a, a decent squad. That's cool. Yeah, I know they went really aggressive at getting athletes because they were offering like full scholarships. I think even like accommodation paid and everything, even maybe even a little bit more than that. Yeah, so that's probably why they attracted so many, um, not just basketball, but also track, I think, and a few other things, even wrestling, I think. Yeah, you mentioned um, a lot of people that play on your team are not from Little Rock. They're from Texas or even like overseas. Did are they just like students at the school and they just happen to get on the team or is this or is the school really recruiting that far out just to improve the team? Uh the way my coaches do it, they do recruit. Um they do travel to different states. And then we have uh some coaches that do travel overseas to bring people that wanna be that wanna play here in America. So we just uh, try to expand our horizon and uh, just try to get a different culture 
of different teammates because every single person has a different skill set. So they're able to uh, embrace that skill set with us. And we just try to build a chemistry. So everyone, everyone has a different skill, but as long as we are able to play well together, then um, it just shows it. And it did show it uh, our last season. Cool, cool. So what would you say is your own like primary skill? I think I remember you used to like to shoot. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Uh, I do like to shoot. Um, I feel like that's my primary skill. I like dunking too. But shooting is more of my primary thing that I like to do. Okay, cool, cool. So how was it like, how was the transition going from MVP at your school to Little Rock and now you're one of the rookies on the team? Like, what was that like? Um, How it was, it was a transition because it's like you're, you're kind of starting at the bottom again. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you was in high school and stuff like that. And, like, you made a name for yourself. Now, like, when you get to college, all that really doesn't matter. Like, you still have to go back, put in work, do it all over again and stuff like that. So that's what it basically was. I just went back and did it all over again. It's a different environment because in high school – you would practice probably like two hours, sometimes not every day. Yeah. But this time in college, it's like you have you have to add weights, you have to add conditioning, study hall. Then you have practice for like two, almost three hours. And then you rest in and stuff like that. And then you got games on the – you have games on the road, games at home, games in different states. In high school, it wasn't like that. I played all my games in Texas. But yeah. here in college, I'm traveling to different states. So it's a it's a good opportunity because I get to travel to places I've never been to. Okay, that's good. That's good. Sounds like uh, almost the best of both worlds. How do you balance that with schoolwork and, I don't know, having some sort of social life, being in college? Um, We have, we have study hall every day, Monday through Friday. And... Uh, Coaches, coach emphasizes that we have study hall to make sure that we lock in our grades. So it's mandatory that we go to study hall for an hour and uh, make sure we do all the work that we need to do because he feels as though, well, I know for myself that when I get home, usually after practice, I don't feel like really doing anything. But yeah. uh, having study hall really helps me a lot, maintain my grades and make sure that I'm on track so that way I can still be able to be eligible to play. Okay, so study hall is basically just uh, a place where it, it, you're you're mandated to meet so you can study for your other class, your classes, and you can keep your GPA up so you can stay on the team pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Has anything, well, obviously some stuff has changed, but what's uh, what's it like playing, playing right now with uh, all this going on? Like, what what are the different things you guys are doing? Um, they're different from what you were doing before. How does it feel? Is it has it impacted your game negatively, or is it pretty much the same? What's different? Um. So last year, they had to after playing our last game, 
we was on the road to our conference tournament because after you play the regular season, you have a conference tournament. And the conference tournament determines if you go to um, the NCAA, March Madness or not. Yeah. And and uh, on the way there, because we was driving to New Orleans, we was taking a bus to New Orleans. Uh, we was like, uh, I think, 40, 50 minutes out and uh, they canceled our tournament. So we had to turn around, but um, they gave us they gave us the conference tournament chance by default because we was number one in the conference in our conference okay. conference. So they gave it to they gave that to us. But uh, after that, um, we just been practicing uh, social distancing, cleaning our apartments, and um, having less practice, like fewer people in the gym, just to maintain social distancing. But um, it's kind of a little setback because we have to quarantine and stuff like that. So it gives us time to having to build our basketball condition back up and get back in shape. Yeah. So it was kind of a little setback, but we overcame it and we're just ready to get back to work, get ready for the season. Uh, we've been having some games that have been postponed because of it and some games that have been canceled. But um, it doesn't stop us from continuing to practice and maintain um, social distancing and taking care of our bodies. So uh, you guys haven't gotten to play since uh, March or are you just on um, off season right now? Uh, we're in preseason right now. Uh, we did have a tournament in Kentucky and we went two and two. So we did have a tournament in Louisville and there was... Um, there was a uh, testing almost every day just to make sure that um, nobody had the uh, the virus. It was kind of like the NBA. We, they was in a bubble. So yeah, we was all just stayed in one room and make sure that everybody was social distancing and that, that we got tested every day before uh, each game. Okay. I know athletes always talk about how like uh, mental preparation before the game is important it's a big part of being ready on game day like what how how is that impacted by being in a bubble and all the different measures that they're they're taking does that does that kind of thing mess with your head at all or is it just one more thing that you add to the list um i feel like the bubble life is kind of different because you can't go outside you have to stay in this one uh, uh hotel area the whole time and it doesn't it doesn't really mess with your mental, but it's like you feel kind of I want to say trapped in a way. But at the same time, you're just there for business because at the end of the day, college basketball is a business because yeah. people are trying to make a name for themselves, whether it is whether it is going pros or coaching or whatever occupation that they are trying to do. So the bubble life, uh, it was kind of difficult because we couldn't do much and we had people bringing us food, making food for us. But other than that, um, we always stayed locked in and always prepared ourselves for the game that uh, we would get ready for, no matter who we're playing. So it didn't really affect us. But uh, after the tournament, we was glad to be back home in Little Rock to get ready for the next few games that are here. Do you guys do a lot of interviews? Uh, yeah, somewhat. It just depends. 
sometimes uh, some of my teammates, they get interviews from different people. And after the game, we have post post game interviews. And sometimes we have interviews during practice. We have, I know my last season, we had like the news interviewing teammates, interviewing my coaches and stuff like that. So it was kind of often, but now it's not so much as often due to us. Yeah. It's the center and COVID. Yeah. I was asking, cause you sound, you sound like you do a lot of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're so used to interviews. Nah, I do. I do. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I do a little bit of interviews. Um, Sometimes I have people from the school just ask me questions, do interviews and stuff like that. And then I also had um some other people uh from different organizations. I had I had my last interview, I had an interview with uh on Instagram. His name is Red Cup uh college basketball. And he does interviews with different players. So he did an interview with me. So it was kinda uh fun and enjoying cool cool so uh what do you do you have any future plans for going pro or playing the nba or in europe uh no i'm still i'm stuck to uh being an athletic trainer because it's really a passion i like basketball so i just continue to be around it um i didn't get that as much exposure as the other guys do but I'm just more passionate towards being an athletic trainer because I like to take care of people and make sure that they don't get injured, prevent injuries from happening to them, and just make sure yeah. they stay in shape. So uh, for uh, those of us that don't follow basketball that much, how does how does it work exactly? What's the pipeline like from college basketball to the NBA? Do, do you... Um, do you just get picked to get in the draft or how does that work? Um, so recently, well, not recently, like two years ago, uh, one of my teammates went into the draft, Rajon Tucker. Uh, he went into the draft. Basically, he had an amazing career in college here because he played at this school and he put his name in the draft. And usually just uh, it's, you just go through a couple workouts, work out with different teams get to travel yeah. like that. And then they have a combine where you um, test your agility, speed, vertical, and just a lot of stuff that comes a lot with the combine. And then you play like five on five. It's kind of like a mini camp in a way, but you're trying to put yeah. your name out there. And then after that, you just work out, stay in shape until the draft. And that's when teams decide to pick who they want to um, – who they want to choose to join to join the roster to join the organization, and my uh, Rajon he went undrafted, but he signed a he signed a free agent contract with the Bucks, so he went to the G League and played for the Wisconsin Herd. But then later on in his career, he signed with the Utah Jazz. So he played he had okay. a team over there, and then right now he got traded to the Clippers, so he's at the Clippers right now. And so you do get to. Um basically um opt in for the draft you can put your name in yourself yeah you can put your name in yourself and then if you want you can opt out by a certain deadline because the way it works you can opt in and you can still um you can opt in and you can still find a way to opt out if 
you decide that you want to stay one more year in college and just have an amazing career. So you can opt out and still keep your eligibility. But I think it's by a certain date that you have to um, that you have to uh, go in uh, opt out before you lose that eligibility. So are there requirements for you to opt in or can just anybody who's a college basketballer go? I mean, really anybody can opt in. Anybody can opt in if you want to, no matter what division you are in. It's just it's just what you do in your uh, college career and how much exposure do you have. Like my coach, he's a he, he used to play in the NBA and he used to be a, a NBA coach as well. So... He was able to find connects and provide the exposure for my teammates and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it was so listen. So let's say let's say you don't opt in, but I don't know the Dallas Mavericks come and hey Sydney, we want to want to sign a contract, sign you on a contract to come play with us. Would that make you think twice about putting uh, training on the shelf for a little bit or or what? Uh, yeah, it just depends because, like I said, it's like a business. They can say that and then, you know, change their mind and go with somebody else. It just depends on how they feel. Cause really, you're not you're not really in the organization until you sign. So yeah, it's really it's really just a he say she say type of thing. But it really just it can change like. It can be many teams that want a specific player, but the draft comes and they never choose you. They never put you on the one of the draft picks. So it's it's just how the business works. Sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's not, but that's just how it works. So why is that? Maybe they go to the draft and they they find another player that they think is now better than what they thought before or what? Uh, it's just basically based on interest because before the draft they have they do be trading players that are already on rosters and stuff. So it's based on team interest and what type of people, what type of players that they need. And after the trading, um, they can change their minds. Even in the draft, sometimes like a player gets chosen by a specific team. And that specific player can get traded to a different team after being chosen from that one specific team. So it happens during the drive and it just happens anywhere else, whether it's basketball, football, any type yeah. of team organization. Okay. So say I'm, uh, um, I don't know, I'm a young kid. I just got into high school. I'm playing basketball and I, want to play college basketball one day and maybe even the NBA, like what kind of, from what, from your experience so far, what kind of experience or what kind of, uh, sorry, what kind of advice would you give to that kid? I'll just say, keep working. Um, don't just let practice be the only time that you, uh, decide to, um, work on stuff that you need to work on. There's always before hours and after hours and just try to make a name for yourself and try to gain exposure. Um, the one thing I didn't do is I didn't play, I didn't play AAU, which is like a basketball league. So I suggest that, uh, high schoolers 
to play AAU to get exposure and to be able to travel to play different types of players from different states. And that's the way for you to get exposure and always keep film because coach all coaches always ask for film and they always want to know uh, who they're looking at, what type of player he is basically on and off the court and how well he um, interacts with his teammates. So what, what exactly is AAU? Uh, AAU, it's a it's an organization for really high schoolers to make a name for themselves and expose themselves. It's no, it's called the Amateur Athletic Union, and it's basically, I want to say it's like recreational team, but it's not really recreational at all. Like it's a, it's like a paid sports team, paid sports high school team in a way to gain exposure and to play different uh, teams in different cities and to join tournaments and stuff like that. So it's like a way where uh, where uh, coaches can recruit different players to play for them so that way they can gain exposures. It's like building a team in a way, but you have to pay for certain things like tournaments, hotels, travel costs, okay. and uniforms and stuff like that. So that's what it basically is. Okay, cool. So you're uh, you're a junior right now, right? I think. Uh, senior. Are you senior? Oh, okay. So you're almost done. When are you when are you graduating? I graduate next fall. Wow. Okay. Okay. Any immediate plans? Are you, or are you just gonna see what happens after? Uh, I'm kind of taking it day by day. It really hasn't hit me that I'm graduating yet, but I feel like by by this time next year, probably around when I start next fall, it'll finally hit me that I realized <laughs> that I'm about to graduate. So uh, it hasn't really hit me yet. Uh, I'm just taking it day by day and I'm learning. But I am trying to get an internship with an athletic, my athletic trainer here so that way I can get my foot in the door to somewhere and get yeah. gain some experience while I'm still in school. So that's that's my plan for now. So uh, how exactly does um, athletic training work? Do you have to be attached to a team, a school team, like your trainer there is, or is there another option to maybe open your own practice or be a private trainer? How does that work? So athletic training, it's like it's a it's a broad way. It's like a broad job. Like it's broken down to specific ways, like. You could be a physical therapist, athletic trainer. You could be an exercise consultant. It's like many things to it. The way athletic trainer is, is like you can be it for high school, college, or the pro level. And what it is, is like you're working. You're under the coaching staff because the coaching staff chose you to help treat the athletes that are here to make sure they are taking care of their bodies, knowing what to eat making sure that they're ready for practice. Like every day we're always taped. Our ankles are always taped before practice to prevent any ankle sprains or any other types of injuries. So basically I let a trainer's job is just to basically treat the athletes and make sure that they're always healthy and bodies are taken care of before and after practice and before the game and after the game. So um, they're always there. They travel with the team as well. So it's like 
it could be four athletic trainers for one school and each athletic trainer has their own sports. So I know my, my athletic trainer, his name is Micah. He's in charge of just basketball and baseball. Well, no, basketball and golf. And then we have another athletic trainer named Cheyenne. She's in charge of volleyball and women's track. And then my other athletic trainer, Jacob, he's in charge of women's basketball and men's track. So it's just broken down into different aspects. And it's a it's a team effort. So they each uh, divide themselves on which uh, which sports team that they want to take care of and watch for. Okay, but you're still like certain that you'd want to stick to basketball specifically. As a yeah, I want I want to be around basketball because that's the sport that I love. Um, I wouldn't mind being around a different sport, but mainly basketball because I still like learning, and I always yeah. I always want to be around the sport. Okay, um, so do trainers have anything to do with fit? Um, to it, Jesus, does trainers have anything to do with uh, nutrition? I don't know. I think. If it, nutrition or anything like that or do you have another set of staff for that we have another staff we have our strength coach his name is john baron uh he's he's his job he he makes sure that uh we stay fit lifting weights helps us gain weight lose weight uh maintain weight and he also provides nutritional facts and stuff that we need to eat and put in our bodies in order to perform well so he makes sure that um, we lift a certain amount of weight, depending on the week. We lift a certain amount of weight each week. And before game day that we get a life lift, lifting, get a good stretch. So he makes sure that our body is straight before practice and while we are working out. And he also provides like shakes and stuff like that just to make sure. Because after practice, we practice for two hours, almost three. So we, we burn a lot of calories. So he yeah. that he provides that same amount of calories back to us in order for us to gain back those calories that we lost. So how uh, how deep do you guys go into nutrition when you're at home by yourself? Um, are you required to count macros, calories, stuff like that? Or do you just have like a basic guideline for what to eat and what not to eat? Uh, we have a basic guideline. Um we don't really count. We just try to make sure that we eat a certain amount to make sure we maintain weight or gain weight, depending on what we need to do. But yeah, um, we we just make sure that we eat a certain certain amount of food and eat the right food. Like we don't eat like any hot food, hot chips or anything, and none, barely any of my teammates drink soda because it kind of messes with our body and stuff. Yeah, so. We just try to maintain what we eat, and we also hydrate. We hydrate a lot. We hydrate before, during practice, after practice, just to make sure that um, we're straight for the next day. Yeah. Okay. Um, so future plans again. Do you want to stick with training all the way down the line, or would you consider going into coaching or something like that? Uh, if – if it leads to it, I'll, I'll, I'm probably going to stick to training throughout the line. It just depends because you can move around being an athletic, athletic trainer. I could start off in college and probably just go up to the pros, depending yeah. on 
depending on the connects I have and the exposure and the experience yeah. I have doing it, if I keep doing it the right way and stuff like that. And but I, I plan on continuing to be a litter trainer. I feel I feel like it was something that I would want to do, something that I would like to um continue doing and that I'll have fun with. Okay. Okay. So what's the most important thing you'd say you've learned from being a basketball player? Uh, I've learned patience and taking uh, criticism because our coaches is always hard on us. And he only does that because I learned that you have to uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable because if you're always in a comfortable situation, you're not allowing yourself to grow. So I yeah. like me, him teaching us to be uncomfortable allows me to grow, become a better player, and also to become a better person after, during school, while I'm in now, and after I graduate. So he he makes sure that um, that he's hard on us, fixes our mistakes, because he always wants to make sure that um, not only that the team is good, but also each player knows their role and what they do. So that's the biggest thing I learned to comfortable being uncomfortable because I always felt like, okay, like I'm doing this good. Like, but you always need to practice on the same thing for repetition and and results or even better results. So that's what he taught us. And ever since then, I feel like I've grown not as an individual, not as just a player, but as a man in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. There was something, um, I I think it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think it was Michael Jordan that said this. He says, uh, I, I don't practice to like get it right. I practice to like can't get it wrong or some something like that. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, he said something along those lines. So it's I guess with any sport really and not just sports, just anything in life, it's always important to instill that habit of practicing and even some people call call it over practicing even. Yeah. But till it's muscle memory, I remember having the same experience with judo where when you first start, one of the most important things is learning how to fall. And you they teach you how to fall, but when somebody actually throws you, you don't do it. And it's it's not because you don't know how to do it, it's because your body doesn't know how to do it yet. Yeah. So after after a while, your body gets to the point where you're not even thinking your arm is doing it, you're falling properly, the reflexes are kicking in because the muscle memory is is there now and i'm sure it trans- transfers into it transfers into stuff like soccer it transfers into boxing and i'm sure the same thing happens in basketball too so yeah that's a def- definitely a big part of it and goes into other parts of life too yeah but yeah anything you want to say before we close out uh no nah, i appreciate uh i appreciate uh joining your podcast and it was truly amazing and keep continuing to do this. This is good. I haven't really, I haven't really listened to it because I didn't know you was doing a podcast. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start from episode one and uh, start listening because I, I didn't know you was doing this. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I just started recently. I, I just put up episode five. Uh, episode five just premiered this morning, and I'm filming one 
or recording one right after this. I'm also planning, that would be six. I'm planning to do seven sometime during the week. And this is going to be episode eight. Yeah. Um, just because of the content, the kind of content that's on there. I want to put this after the one I'm doing today. It just flows better because lately I've been talking about music a lot. So the, the next one is about music as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's been pretty fun. Just talking through stuff. You learn so much talking to people about different topics um so far i've been doing a lot of interviews but i also want to do episodes where i'm just talking about specific topics Uh, i'm probably going to start taking requests because at some point i run out of ideas my original idea was to just talk about topics like um history or politics music yeah um sports um anything really that people just wanted to learn about and hopefully i'll learn a few things too any any requests I'm, i'm thinking of my first uh my first topic for the episode I'm gonna do during the week. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, all right. Just let I feel like you you're doing everything. Like music, music is a good idea, but you doing you doing uh, everything like sports, music, history, stuff like that. So I think yeah, it's gonna be a good podcast now and in the future. I think I need to hit on history more. I haven't done any. I haven't done a lot of history since I started. I kind of got sucked into music. Yeah. So I need to I need to go back over there. But yeah, I'll, I'll pick something over there. Let me know if anything occurs to you. Um, thanks for hopping on. Um, thanks for taking the time out. I know it's Saturday night. You're in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably other things that I can hear. I can hear your roommates play music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just uh, uh, cooped up in the apartment and just... Uh, Basically, just relaxing, social distancing. We had an off day today, so oh, okay. we're just enjoying it before uh, we go have a, a a scrimmage against each other tomorrow. So, okay, cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna probably gonna link your social media accounts in the description um, for the podcast, also on YouTube. Um, do you want to add? Any, do you want me to add anything else in there? Or oh uh, no, you you got it. You got it. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe uh pay the page for uh, Little Rock, Little Rock's team. What's the name? What is the What's the name of the team, by the way? Uh, Little Rock Trojans. Little Rock Trojans, interesting name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, if I can find their page, I'll link link it in there too. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Appreciate and, you. Uh, see you later, Sydney. Uh, All right. Mm-hmm.